But it is your what's up? This is Real Talk Sports Deontay Smith, and we're about to hop into another episode with Kagan with the week two rankings. And we're gonna look at week one, see where we were right, where we were wrong. We're gonna give some talk on Javante Williams, blah 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 blah. Hey Kagan, what's up, man? How's it going, Tay? Hey man, it's going good. I'm one to know. Uh heading into next week. So I'm feeling pretty good. How are you feeling about your team? Uh, you know, it performed better than I thought. Uh, you know, I'm a little concerned with my depth right now, but I feel like my starting lineup's pretty good. Um, just got to find some depth for the bye weeks. Oh, man, bye weeks are right around the corner. So, when it comes to your week one rankings, let's uh, let's talk about, let's touch on how you did, man. Um, so QB1 in our league was Patrick Mahomes, correct? Correct. And he was your number one guy, right? He was. All right. So how how so you you're one for one when it comes to quarterbacks. Was there anybody that underperformed that uh surprised you in your top ten list? Yeah, so uh just to you know recap my top ten for the listeners, uh, I had Mahomes, Jackson, Allen, Rogers, Murray, Brady, Wilson, Tannehill, Herbert, and Mayfield. Uh, and I think we got to go with the obvious pick here, uh, your boy, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, so he finished as the 39th quarterback. Uh, so that's, you know, that counts, you know, Justin Fields, who got a couple snaps, uh, you know, Trey Lance, who got a couple snaps, Jordan Love, who got a couple snaps, and, and Rodgers finished behind those guys. Uh, so that was kind of concerning for me, to be honest. Um, I know he missed a lot of the offseason, and, and they were dealing with some things. But, I mean, that's the former MVP we're talking about. You expect him to show up uh, no matter what. Uh, you know, regardless of whether he was at training camp or not, he probably wouldn't have seen much more work than he got, you know. Right. Um, so – that was a little concerning. Uh, so just before I throw out some things here for, for the listeners, the way I kind of look at it, uh, and, and Tay and I have discussed this, is we kind of mostly are going to be comparing to ESPN's rankings because that's the platform we're using. Um, so ESPN, their rankings, they had Mahomes at one, Murray at two, Jackson at three, Allen at four, they had Hertz at five, Rogers at six, Wilson at seven, Tannehill at eight, Herbert at nine, and Trevor Lawrence at ten, who I did not have in my top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the guys that I had in my top ten that they did not were dad, uh, well, Brady, who he was part of the Thursday night game, so I guess they didn't include them in their week one rankings. I guess they put those out a little late. I'm not sure what happened there. Um, but, uh, the way I look at it is really more of like a standard deviation. Uh, so how far off we were on average. Uh, so for quarterbacks, I was negative 11.3 and ESPN was negative 11.7. So what that means is we over projected guys on average by 11 spots. Uh, now you've got to take into account. They had Rodgers at six. I had him at four. 
He cost them 33 spots. He cost me 35 spots because Sheesh. he finished at 39. So yeah. that really hurts. Um, so kind of the way I look at it really is how many picks did I get within four spots and how many picks did I get dead on? Uh, and within four spots for me, I had four. I had uh, Kyler Murray at five. He finished at three. I had Tom Brady at six, who you gave me some uh, some flack about. He mm-hmm. finished. He finished at nine. I had Russell Wilson at seven. ESPN also had Russell Wilson at seven, uh, and he finished fourth. And then I had Mahomes at one. ESPN also had Mahomes at one. So, uh, so we both had four within four picks. Uh, their other, their fourth one that you didn't hear was uh, Hertz. They had Hertz dead on at five. He finished five. They had him at five. So they had two dead on picks: Hertz at five and Mahomes at one. I only had one dead on pick, which was Mahomes at one. Man, that just shows you how unpredictable week one can be. It, uh, it really is. Uh, you know, I I had Hertz on my honorable mentions last week, but I didn't put him in my top ten. You know, and I also had Dak on my honorable mention. He finished seven. Um, yeah. So uh, week one, very unpredictable. That was, that was the biggest underperformer to me. Uh, you know, if I were a Green Bay Packers fan like you – I don't think I'd be super concerned. I think they have a get right week coming up against the Lions. Uh, so I think that'll help. Uh, but pretty typical. Uh, I watched some of, you know, Josh Allen was a, another surprise for me. Uh, he finished at 20, I think. Yeah, he finished at 20. So he cost me 17 spots. I had him number three, but uh, I watched some some of that game and he missed uh, Sanders on a go route by like a yard that would have been, you know, a 30 plus yard touchdown. Right. Uh, He had a drop by Sanders also a little later. Uh, So I'm not too worried about him. Plus that Steelers defense is pretty good. Man, they are, they are really good. So let's move on to uh, the running backs. All right. So this Uh, is where uh, our league is going to get a little wacky when it comes to uh, your ESPN rankings compared to, uh, the way we do our league. So, right. so when you looked at it for uh, in comparison, did you base it on where they projected what projections they would finish or was it total points that you uh, – or did you go back to the ESPN standard and kind of work a formula out to where you uh, – like CMC, Mixon, and Williams are the top three when you do ESPN standard. In our league, I think it would have been um, Mixon – you have those guys in front of you, Mixon. Yeah. Uh, so for us, our top ten was Mixon, CMC, Cook, Gordon, Chubb, Swift, Williams, Montgomery, Mitchell, and Kamara. That's it. Uh, and so I I wrote that down, and I don't have it. I am gonna pull it up real quick because it didn't. It really doesn't change as much as I, I thought it would. To be honest, um, mm-hmm. it flips some guys here and there. <clears throat> Uh, the top ten though is is pretty much the same. It just you know uh, moves a few guys here and there. I'm gonna pull that up real quick so we can look at that. Um, so because I'm in another standard league that I can kind of uh, I, I do that just to keep track. To be honest, uh, yeah. so pretty sure running, the uh... running backs week 
one in a standard scoring were uh, CMC, Mixon, Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, Nick Chubb, Melvin Gordon, Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery, Tyson Williams. And then Alvin Kamara was 10. So if you look back at our list, you know, our rankings. So CMC and Mixon would have switched spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cook would have dropped by a few. Uh, Jamal Williams would have jumped up. Swift would have jumped up. Chubb would have been right there. You know, he was five either way. Ingram would have uh, uh, took a huge jump. Yeah. Um, David Montgomery finished at eight which is what he finished for us. Kamara finished at 10, which is what he finished for us. Uh, The biggest, you know, Mitchell was in the top 10 in our scoring. He was not in standard. He was 11, 12, 14. He was about 15th in PPR, 10 for us. So, like, he got a big boost. But other than that, you know, all the guys I just listed off were in the top 10 anyway. Um, Yeah, and that's definitely why we – we do the points per carry to give, yeah. give your give your running backs a, a little more value as it gets deeper because they do get thin after the top five or six. Yeah. So, so, so are not, there any guys that uh, go ahead? So yeah, not really much of a difference. Uh, and to my to your question, you're about to ask some guys that disappointed. Uh, I have two uh, two guys that disappointed that hurt me. Uh, they also hurt ESPN. Uh, was Aaron Jones and James Robinson. Um, you know, we can put the whole Green Bay offense in this segment coming up. Uh, so, uh, you know, really, really disappointed there. Uh, and then James Robinson, I, man, I do not know why Urban Meyer is so dead set on running Carlos Hyde. Uh, the carries Robinson did get, he looked good. Uh, the Ohio State connection. I guess so, but, man, they are doing him wrong. So that really hurt. I had him at seven. He finished at 40. I had Aaron Jones at eight, and he finished at 54. So both of those guys really hurt me. cost me 33 spots and 46 spots. Uh, They cost ESPN 33 and 45 spots, which was their biggest. Uh, So – Going to the aggregate, like I said, you you know you want to look at standard deviation. The closer you are to zero, the more accurate you are. So, negative fifteen point seven for me, which means I was over projecting guys by about fifteen spots. ESPN was negative twelve point eight, which meant they were over projecting guys by about twelve spots. And and again, this is an mm-hmm. average. Uh, I had four spots within four. I had four players within four spots. Uh, those were Cook. Uh, Kamar, no, Cook, CMC, Taylor, and Montgomery, uh, Jonathan Taylor and David Montgomery. ESPN had three. They had uh, Chubb, who was in their top ten. He was not in my top ten. They had CMC, and they had Cook. And then neither one of us had anyone dead on. (laughs) (laughs) So that was interesting. Two guys they had in their top ten that I did not have in mind were Chubb and Eckler. They had Chubb at eight. They had Eckler at ten. I did mention both of those guys in my honorable mention, but I didn't put them in my top ten. Uh, so uh, that was the biggest miss. 
one of the other surprises for me was Derrick Henry. Uh, I was really surprised with where he finished. He finished 23. Uh, had him at four this week. ESPN had him at four. Uh, cost us both 19 spots. Uh, that offensive line just did not look good. Henry didn't look very good. And I know the Cardinals have done a lot to that defense, so I don't I don't know if that's going to be the tale of the season, but uh, it definitely was a rough game for them from an offensive line standpoint. They were not able to create many running lanes, so. Right, seventeen yards. I mean, seventeen carries for eight for fifty-eight yards is uh is very not King Henry like. And I don't know if you remember this conversation, but we talked earlier before the start of the season. And do you remember what I told you about Derrick Henry? My my opinions on Derrick Henry. Refresh me. I said I did not think he was going to be a top five fantasy running back this year. Uh, I. I said that at the beginning of the year, and after seeing that first game, I believe it. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely going to get the volume, but, man, I think Arthur Smith did a lot for that offensive line after watching that week one game. And they could bounce back. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, they looked they looked rough the first week. They didn't look ready at all. Yeah, man, it's going to be tough to uh, to have drafted a uh, an elite running back like that and not finish – top six every single week uh like with Barkley um I think he went very early to Hunter and um I just don't see it paying off for him at all because I never was a, a fan of Barkley just because of the uh the negative yards he uh he tends to create yeah and um and he doesn't get the the passing volume that I like to see out of my uh my running backs so, uh, Saquon Barkley, how far down do you believe he uh, is? He is, does he get over fifty yards this week, this Thursday? I don't think so. Uh, so I don't have him. I don't have him anywhere in my top ten coming up into this week again, or honorable mention. So, you know, I I I don't think he's quite ready to be honest. I think they're going to slowly keep easing him back in. I think he'll start popping up maybe three or four games into the season. Uh, but yeah, as of right now, I don't think so. Um, you know, he's also he's got a tough defense coming up in Washington, also. So right, and he has Atlanta after that, so he can definitely yeah. get right against you guys. In week yeah, two. <laughs> I was about to say uh, that might be a good week to put him, uh, you know, up there. But you know, we'll see. Yeah, and he is now. Uh, he was drafted seventh in the first round by. Hunter Young. So now we're going to switch gears and go ahead and talk about my favorite. Or would you like to save the receivers for last again, or you want to go tight end? Uh, we can save receivers for last. I do want to touch on two more things in the running backs, though. Oh, uh, one thing I want to circle back to that we talked about week one was Jonathan Taylor. Uh, ESPN had him at, at six. I had him at nine. He finished at 12. Uh, you know, I think that's I thought he was a little overprojected going into week one. I know he finished out strong, but they really like Hines, and they're going to use Hines a good bit, and and I think they showed that week one. So uh, do I think he can have some top five weeks? Yeah, but I really think uh, the bottom half of the top ten is where he's going to usually finish out at. And then uh, I honorable mentioned Roheem Mostert last week, uh, and that – uh, backfired, so I hope nobody really listened to me. But due to injury, you know, that really hurt him. But you look at what Mitchell did to that defense when he came in. 
excuse me. And that's what I thought Mostert was going to do. So that was really surprising to me. Another guy that was really uh, surprising to me was uh, Najee Harris. Uh, his lack of output on his uh, 16 carries for, for 45 yards, he only had one target. Um, what, what are your thoughts on Najee Harris? Is the offensive line that bad, or was it just him not having his sea legs as a rookie running back? I Yeah, well, I had him as an honorable mention last week. He, mm-hmm. ESPN had him ranked 11th. He finished thirty two. Um, I went back, you know, I watched some of the highlights. I didn't get to watch that game, but I did watch some of the highlights, and I know highlights are highlights exactly that. I didn't think his running was that bad. I do think that offensive line was uh, not helping him out any. Um, the thing that concerns me, you say the targets, I think he actually – he had a Three. few targets, but he had he had two drops. One uh, was in the red zone. I don't know if they actually credited him with two drops, but I looked at both of those, and both to me, both of those were drops. <laughs> Excuse me. Maybe it just may just be a tough grader, man. So uh, maybe Antonio Gibson. How do you how do you feel about him? He scored twenty one points in our league, and he was just outside the top ten. But he got plenty of volume, and he got a lot of uh, a lot of targets. He got five targets for a guy that was giving up all his targets to McKissick last year. How do you like Antonio Gibson for the rest of this season? I like him, man. Uh, you know, he's one you and I disagreed on again last week. Uh, I think the only thing that was really keeping him down were the targets, but he led the team in targets last week. I don't think that will be a – every week thing, but it's definitely encouraging seeing, you know, the breakdown for, for that game. I think he ended up with uh, five targets to McKissick's one. Mm-hmm. And I think he caught three of those. McKissick didn't catch his. And then he had 20 carries and, you know, the next closest was the quarterback with three. So, uh, you know, I really think Rivera – uh, likes him, and I think they're going to use him. You know, like like they did CMC at Carolina. I think he's going to be the clear lead dog, and and I think he's earned it. I mean, he went you know twenty carries, ninety yards, not a bad day. Three catches for eighteen. He did finish right outside the top ten, but you you factor in some weeks where he's going to plunge in some touchdowns, and that puts him right back in the top ten. Absolutely. So let's take a look at some targets that uh that some guys that got targets that you don't think they can sustain. Um, Dalvin Cook got seven targets. You think, uh, you think season wise, he'll see around five to seven targets? Uh, I think it'll be, I think five is probably like a, a ceiling for him, to be honest. Uh, you know, I think Thielen had 10, Jefferson had 10, uh, Osborne had nine, Cook had seven. I think that was a little bit to do with game flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was a shootout, uh, back and forth game. So, started off real slow. I don't think anybody scored the first quarter, but uh, you know, I think that was a little bit of game flow. I think four to five is probably what you should expect from him every game. I think he might touch, you know, a seven or an eight or something like that. But I really think five is really his ceiling. Okay, what about Cordell Patterson and Mike Davis? That backfield. Do you think? Cordell Patterson can really be a uh, a thorn in Mike Davis' side? Uh, I do. 
Uh, he had some really good runs week one. Um, you know, I think he's a little bit more explosive coming out the backfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I think he can find the holes where our offensive line is not going to create them. Uh, I think Davis is the more patient runner. So, like, he's he waits for things to get set up. He's going to find the holes and he's going to go. But Atlanta's offensive line is not good enough to do that, so you're just going to have to go. And that's what I liked out of Patterson. I, you know, every handoff I watched him get last week, uh, he was he was just going, you know, running, finding the spot. He wasn't sitting there waiting for it to set up, which I know can sometimes backfire. But mm-hmm. uh, with a guy like his speed coming out of the backfield, uh, I do think they're going to continue to use him the way they did this week. Uh, I could see – uh, the targets going up a little more. I think he only had two targets. Uh, but I think the seven to 10 carry range is probably a pretty safe bet for him. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of what they do, you know, how they use them, when they use them, right. where they use them. But, uh, you know, I, that's another game I paid pretty close attention to. And, you know, I, I wasn't as, you know, I was a little more impressed with the defense than, uh, they showed in a box score because I didn't get to watch that game. I was only keeping up with it in the box score. But uh, going back and watching the, the quick run of that game, uh, the defense, to me, didn't play as bad as it showed. They just have to make some tackles. Uh, our offensive line is, is pretty rough. Uh, you know, Ryan was a little off, uh, you know, got hit a lot. But uh, I'm not freaking out yet. Uh, I do think Patterson can keep that role, though. Uh, you know, I'm not sold on Mike Davis. Speaking of freaking out, is it time to freak out on Josh Jacobs? Because him and Kenya Drake uh, look like a very solid backfield. But outside of the two touchdowns from Josh Jacobs in the Monday night game, he didn't look really good, man. So do you like Josh Jacobs more than Drake moving forward, or is it, or is it uh, going to be vice versa? You know, I, I stayed away from both of those guys in drafts because I was not sure how they were going to use uh, them. But uh, I, Kenyon Drake is, I don't know, I think he's more going to be involved in the passing game. You know, I think Jacobs had 10 carries, which is low uh, compared to what we saw last year from him. Uh, and I think Drake ended up with seven, six or seven, something like that. Um, I think that's probably a little more realistic. Uh, and then, but, but I don't think the, the difference – for me, I'm stuttering all around here. Uh, Derek Carr threw 56 times. I don't think he's going to do that every game. So okay. I, I felt like they were throwing a lot. So you kind of can't look at this too much. I think Jacobs getting 15 carries a game is probably more realistic. Uh, I think Drake getting a little closer to, you know, staying within the six, but a little closer to 10 is probably a little more realistic. So like seven to eight, uh, Jacobs anywhere between 12 and 15 a week. Uh, but I think the target share is going to stay about the same. I don't see Josh Jacobs getting many more than two targets game, but I can see Drake getting five targets every game, you know? So I, I think there's going to be, I think you're going to be able to play them both most weeks, uh, but we'll see. All right. So let's move on to the tight ends. So my guy, Gerald Everett didn't do very much, but he did get a touchdown, which is always great for a tight end. Uh, How do you do? as far as tight ends go? 
So I did pretty well uh, with tight ends. Um, you know, it's a small sample size. Obviously, your top five tight ends are usually pretty predictable. It mm-hmm. gets a little crazier once you go outside of that top five. Uh, but I finished uh, minus four. So, you know, only over projected by about four spots. Not terrible. Uh, ESPN finished minus 7.6. Uh, my top wow. five was Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, Thomas, Goddard. Their top five was Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Hawkinson at five, and Andrews at four. So I didn't have Andrews or Hawkinson in my top five. And, uh, if you're looking at ESPN's minus seven point six, what really hurt them was Andrews. They had him at four. He finished twenty seven, so he cost them twenty three spots. Uh, but otherwise, they were pretty, you know, pretty accurate. Kittle hurt us both, you know. So if I had to say a disappointment, I would say it's Kittle. I had Kittle at three. They had him at two, so he cost me fourteen spots. He cost them fifteen spots. Uh, outside of that, four of my Top five were within four picks, and then I had one dead on. Uh, my dead on pick was Darren Waller. I had him at two. He finished at two. Um, so if all of you are wondering, Gronk is who finished first in our league. So it was Gronk, Waller, Kelsey, Hawkinson, and Jawan Johnson from New Orleans. Uh, Gronk, man, what do, you, what do you think about Gronk? you think he's going to be able to maintain that? Uh they have what 99 or 100 touchdowns combined together, yeah. Um, and he's definitely their red zone target. I don't remember Cameron Brait um getting any love. Right. Um, so I, I really believe that Gronk can sustain at least one touchdown over the over the next uh, over the next so what he, he got two, correct. Two, yeah, yeah, two touchdowns. All right, I think he uh, he ends up with close to fourteen. Okay, the season. Yeah. So, uh, no, I really, I had Andrews in my honorable mention, so I'm, I'm glad I didn't put him in my top five. Uh, but I also had Higby, uh, in my top five, not in my top five, but in my honorable mentions, and he finished. He finished ninth, which I thought was pretty solid. Uh, you know, he was uh, second on the team, I think, in targets uh, behind Cup. I think Cup had ten, and I think Higby had six. I really like, uh, I really like him with Stafford this year. So he, he'll be one to watch for me throughout the year. He'll he'll flirt with my top five on good weeks, and probably be an honorable mention most weeks. Um, I really like the connection there i know i know he didn't score any touchdowns or anything but uh he was very efficient with his six targets he caught five of them uh but i think that's a good number for him six to seven targets a game i don't know that he'll be that efficient every game so you'll have to rely on some touchdowns here and there right all right let's take a look at the wide receivers (laughs) wide receivers were rough man uh (laughs) they really were so I finished minus 24.9. ESPN finished minus 29.7. Man, that's not bad for you. Yeah, not bad for me, you know, but it's still bad. Uh, I had five picks within four spots. They only had two picks within four spots. Uh, I had one dead-on pick. They had zero dead-on picks. Uh, So – 
Uh, my five picks within four spots were Tyreek Hill, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, CD Lamb, uh, Keenan Allen, and Antonio Brown, which you gave me flack for. Uh, and then their two picks within four were Tyreek Hill and DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, so ESPN definitely had a little rougher go at it than me. Um, again, they didn't include the Thursday night games in their rankings. So I had two, three guys in the top 15 from the Thursday night game. I had Evans at eight, Lamb at 13, and Antonio Brown at 15. So the three guys that they had in their top 15 that I didn't have in mind were Adam Thielen. They had him at 11. They had Allen Robinson at 12, and they had Tyler Lockett at 14. Uh, so their biggest hurt was Robinson, and we both got hurt on Adams, obviously, uh, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams cost us both 51 spots. We both had him at one. He finished 52 uh Robinson cost them 50 spots. They had him at 12. He finished at 62. So that's that's really the reason why theirs was a little bit higher than mine. Uh, oh, oh my bad. They also had Brandon Ayuk at 15. He cost them 117 spots. <laughs> 117 spots. That was what did it for him. Oh my god. Uh, did you see what he's what Shanahan said today? Uh about how he's got to be much better than the guys behind him. Yes. Yeah, oh I saw gosh. that. So, uh, the, so looking, you know, we're not even going to talk about Adams. I'm tired of talking about Green Bay. Uh, thank you. Two of the guys, <laughs> two of the guys that, uh, really, uh, caught me off guard were, uh, Mike Evans. I had him at eight. He finished at 74. So he cost me 66 spots. And, uh, Calvin Ridley, I had him at six. He finished at 53. He cost me 47 spots. Uh, again, I'm not panicking on either one of those guys yet. Brady threw the ball a lot. Uh, and I do think Evans is going to get red zone targets. He just, you know, this week was not his week. Uh, Godwin had a really good week. Uh, Gronk had a really good week. Uh, AB a- had a really good week. Uh, so uh, I think, you know, I think that was kind of an anomaly. I think Evans is still going to get his, his touches in the red zone. So I'm not worried about that. Obviously not worried about Adams. And I'm I'm not really worried about Ridley. The targets were there. He had a bad drop, which I'm not worried about. Uh, and then, you know, I, I got a feeling that Arthur Smith's going to address that offensive line and get Matt Ryan a little more time and then get the ball out a little faster. So I'm not worried about Ridley as well. Hey, guys, you end, like, to touch on um, the three-headed monster at receiver for uh, for the Buccaneers. You have uh, Godwin with 14 targets. You have A.B., who had seven targets. And Mike Evans had six. Do you think uh, a lot of that was – because I don't think the Cowboys have a very good secondary. What what caused uh, Mike Evans to see less targets, do you think? Well, you know, I really think it was uh, – you know, you look at – you look at the – the red zone target, red zone targets is, is the main difference, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, last year, he got – I don't know the exact numbers. I'd have to look at it. But last year, he got a lot of their red zone targets. Uh, and I don't remember him getting one that week. 
I could be wrong. I'd have to go back and look at every I'd have to go back and look, but I know I, I know both of Gronk's touchdowns came in the red zone. Uh, okay. So, you know, they looked at Gronk a good bit in the red zone. Uh, I think uh, they they just, you know, they just didn't look for him in the red zone. So I think the targets are probably about right. I think there would be some weeks where maybe he has 14 and Godwin has six or seven, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, like I said, the main difference was is his – red zone targets he didn't get very many that game I, I i really can't remember one and i'll watch that full game i'd have to go back and re-watch it but I, I don't think he got one red zone target uh and then uh you know you look at the touchdown that antonio brown got and it was from deep you know he made a good move and beat his man on the outside right uh, it looked like vintage antonio brown so you you look at that Godwin, same way, you know, so that's why I say that's where the difference is at. You know, Godwin and Brown, they beat two guys deep, caught nice passes, good looks. Gronk, both of his touchdowns came in the red zone where, you know, last year he might have got one of those looks and Evans might have got the other. So I'm not super concerned. They're going to throw the ball. Uh, You know, the run game, Rojo got benched because of the fumble. Uh, You know, said this week Arians is – Starting him this week against Atlanta, he could tear it up this week. <laughs> yeah, and then so we'll see. But uh, you know, since you brought it up, I'll talk about Antonio Brown, man. You oh know, my gosh, I had I, him at fifteen. He finished at twelve. That's I t- pretty good. He, I like the connection, man. I think seven targets is realistic for him. Uh, you know, there's going to be some weeks where he's probably only got four or five, but I think seven targets is pretty pretty realistic. They're going to throw the ball. They're going to throw the ball a lot. So, yeah, Bruce Arians said that AB was back to the Pittsburgh Steelers version of him. And um, if Arians says something, man, you better believe it. Yeah. He, Antonio Brown looked really good. He did. Uh, so, I, you know, I like him going forward uh, on some weeks. You know, I think I got him in my top 15 again this week. Uh, so we'll see. See how it works out. All right, man. So I, I I know one guy is going to be in your top ten list. We're going to touch on him a little bit. Let's do your week two quarterbacks. Let me know how you think guys are going to finish this week because uh, hopefully you got Mahomes at one again. I do. Uh, I have Mahomes at one. I have Russell Wilson at five. Uh, two. Sorry, I'm looking at last week. Mahomes one. Russell Wilson two. Lamar Jackson three. Kyler Murray at four. Josh Allen at five, Aaron Rodgers at six, Tom Brady at seven, Dak at eight. Uh, this week I got Stafford in my top ten at nine and ten, Joe Burrow. Stafford at nine is what you said, correct? Stafford at nine, yes. And Burrow at ten. Let's let's, 10. let's start with Burrow. Burrow. Ugh. Okay. Talking from New York. So, <laughs> uh, so Burrow uh, against the. Uh, Chicago Chicago Bears. I said Chicago Cowboys against the Bears. You're not worried about that D-line getting to him? You're not worried about Eddie Jackson roaming in the back? Am I worried about the D-line getting to him? Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, but Minnesota, you know, Minnesota got to him as well. He had five sacks. Uh, you know, Minnesota got him five times. Uh, I don't know what the QB hits were. Um, and that's all I really wanted to see from Burrow. And take see him take a hit. Take a hit right. and get back up. Uh, you know, he was on pace to be a top 10 quarterback last season before he got hurt. Uh, so, you know, I had no doubts 
if he he was able to take a hit and get back up, he'd be fine. Do I think he's going to throw, you know, turnover free football all the time? Heck no. He's going to be getting, you know, they're going to be headhunting out there because that offensive line might be worse than ours. So, you know, he's going to, he's probably going to make some poor decisions sometimes and, and have some turnovers, but man, the Minnesota defense isn't a slouch, you know, especially that secondary, uh, you know, you got, you got Xavier Woods, uh, you got Harrison Smith in the back, Roman at safety, you know, Daniel Hunter came back healthy. Uh, I think he actually had one of those sacks. Uh, so, I look at that defense and I don't think it's that much worse. You know, it could even be better than uh, the defense they're about to face. Who knows? Uh, I think, I think he could realistically, you know, Khalil Mack didn't, you know, he didn't do much uh, week one. I'm disrupting uh, Stafford a whole lot. I'm sorry. I just got an alert. Josh Jacobs, sideline Wednesday, the reason everything. <laughs> oh, That's, man, uh, yeah, I just got that that as well. That's pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, but yeah, so you know the Bengals they face off against the Bears. Uh, I you know I look at what Stafford just did to the Bears, uh, and do I think that Joe Burrow is on the same level as Stafford? No, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, but do I think he could have a pretty solid game against them? You know, Stafford threw for 321 and three touchdowns. Uh, I think that's uh, – 321 is definitely not what I'd be expecting to get out of Burrow, but, you know, 260 and two touchdowns, which is what he did this week against Minnesota, I think is realistic. You can live with that. I can live with that, yeah. Uh, you know, wasn't top ten numbers this week, but – uh, 261 as a baseline, two touchdowns. If he gets another touchdown, I don't think he ran any either. You know, Burrow's a little mobile again. Hadn't seen him running since the injury, but he only had one rush attempt. Uh, you know, I could see that going up a little bit, which would help his points out. You know, Joe Mixon, in my opinion, was an anomaly for 127 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> so I think Burrow's going to get some rush attempts. All right, so Matthew Stafford. He has Indianapolis this week. You don't think Indianapolis is going to cause any problems for him? No, man. I really – Stafford, I'm I'm happy for that guy. You know, he's in an offense and on a team that can win, and I think it's really going to showcase his ability. Uh, you know, I look at what uh, Russell Wilson did to that Colts defense. I think he only threw for 250 and four touchdowns. Though you know that's unreal. Um, does Stafford have the same caliber receivers that Wilson has and Lockett and Metcalf? I'm not so sure, but you know Cup's pretty good. Uh, you know I think he had ten targets. I think that's a realistic number for him every week. They showed pretty good chemistry that game, uh, and I'm man, I'm not worried about it. I think Stafford is going to be matchup proof most weeks. Most weeks, not every week, but most weeks. I think, you know, he's going to be able to throw for 300 yards a game, maybe three touchdowns, uh, you know, that's pretty solid. Yeah, just need him to take care of the ball like he did last week. Yeah, and I think he will, you know. He doesn't have to, you know, he doesn't have to make 
forceful decisions like he did in Detroit. You know, he's a gunslinger. He's not afraid to tightrope it in there. And I think he had to do that a lot in Detroit to where in L.A. he's going to be able to run the offense and set things up. So the deep shots he's going to be taking are going to be to, you know, scheme to open receivers, you know. I thought he looked really good. And where did you have Baker Mayfield ranked? Uh, this week or last week? This week. Last week. Well, I he is in my honorable mentions. So okay. my three honorable mentions were Mayfield, Hertz, and Herbert. Uh, I like those. So the reason I have him not in my top ten is because I really think they're going to rely on Chubb and Hunt. Uh, I really think they're going to rely on Chubb and Hunt this week. Uh, I actually have Chubb in my top 10 this week after foolishly leaving him out last week. And I have Hunt as an honorable mention. Uh, So uh, it's not anything really to do with Baker. Uh, You know, he had 321 yards and interception uh, last week. Uh, No touchdowns. I could see him getting some touchdowns this week against uh, Houston, but I don't think He's going to throw for 321 yards. I think this is probably like a 260, 270-yard game for him. Uh, I could see Chubb going over 100, and I could see Hunt pushing like 60 or 70. So I, I just think it's going to be a run run game for him. I, I don't think I don't think it's going to be close. So with the Mac Jones versus the New York Jets, you feel like the Patriots are going to rely on the running game this week? Uh, you know, I would say, yeah, but then Damon Harris cost them that, that game winning opportunity there at the end. So, you know, I don't know. I I thought about putting Mac in, in my mentions, uh, really did, but I still want to see a little bit more out of them. Uh, you know, the Jets, Darnold just had a really good, uh, game against them. But again, I look at the weapons he has compared to who, uh, Mac Jones has. You know, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, CMC, you know, those guys are pretty good. Hey, don't poo-poo my Jacoby Myers, man. I like Jacoby Myers. You know, <laughs> I like Jacoby Myers, but is he better than Robbie Anderson? No. no. Is he better than DJ Moore? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. If you combine if you combine Damon Harris and James White, you might get a CMC. <laughs> but you know, I just – I don't think he's got the weapons, uh, but, you know, we'll see. I didn't even look to see where he finished last week, but, I, I mean, I know it wasn't in the top ten. So. No, I think he finished uh, with 17 points, which would have been right around the 24th. Yeah. But. All right, so let's check out the running backs, man. Who Who you got up there this week? Is Mark Ingram up there? You don't believe uh, him? <laughs> no, I don't believe in Mark Ingram. So my number one this week uh, is Kamara, have CMC two, Cook three, Chubb all the way up from from not making my list last week to four, uh, David Montgomery five, Derrick Henry six, uh, Antonio Gibson seven, Austin Eckler eight, Aaron Jones nine, uh, and I did unfortunately put Joe Mixon at ten. I do think it's an anomaly, but uh, there's no other running back there, so he's going to get the touches. He's going to get the carries as long as he stays healthy. Uh, some honorable mentions for me uh, already touched on Kareem Hunt. Uh, I have Jonathan Taylor as an honorable mention. 
I have Harris again as an honorable mention, and uh, I put DeAndre Swift slash Williams as honorable mentions. Oh, man. So, uh, all right. So you have Swift. I have Williams. Who do you like more? I Obviously, I'm going to say Swift. Uh, you know, I, need a, I need a reason why, man. I do like Swift uh, more. Um, I think he is the better runner. Uh, you know, I think they split 11 to 9, and I know Williams, I think, had more yards and the touchdown, but I still think Swift's the better runner. Uh, well, Swift but, had more, most targets. Yeah, he had Swift had – he had 11 targets. 11. Williams had nine. Uh, and Swift had the touchdown uh, uh, on the receiving. Williams had the touchdown running. Uh, and I look at that, and they're both going to be involved. Uh, they're going to be playing from behind quite a bit. They're both going to be involved in the pass game. Uh, and so, to me, the difference lies in the running game. Uh, Jamal Williams got the, you know, the the better of it in week one, but I still see the carry breakdown. It's only two. You know, Swift had 11. Williams had nine. But because I see and believe that Swift is the better runner, I don't think the 39 yards is going to be every week. You know, the 49ers have a tough front. So, to get yards against them is pretty tough. So, you know, I can see him turning those 11 carries into like 50 or 60 yards on most game days to where Williams turning his nine into like 30 to 40. So, uh, to me, that's the difference because I think they're both going to be pretty involved in their uh, passing game. Uh, you know, they showed pretty well as receivers. And, and honestly, outside of Hawkinson, uh, golf doesn't have a whole lot to throw to. And he checks down a lot. <laughs> Well, I have six million reasons to uh, choose Jamal Williams over Swift. They paid they paid this man money, and they did. Uh, the NFL is a business. And um, I just don't I just don't believe in DeAndre Swift being able to stay healthy. That's the only reason I like uh, like Williams. Um, so well, I okay, I if we're talking health, that's different. Well, for the rest of the season, yeah, I, I like mean Jamal Williams better because okay. I am just waiting. You just for, wait on. Using my handcuff while Swift continues to score. Well, he's not going to be scoring. He's not. All right. So what they do? Twenty-eight and a half in our uh, in our league. Yeah, man, that's that was crazy. Um, I, I just don't. I I think the better pass catcher is going to be Swift, but I just like the energy that Jamal Williams brings with every touch, man. We'll he, see. he he's he's sneaky explosive. He's got his former team next week. They might they might use him a little more. I hope not, but I hope so. Let's uh, so. get some return yards, man. Just expose him to as much football as possible. Yeah. So you know, out of my top ten, you know, I kind of touched on mixing volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, I dropped Henry down to six. Uh, I, I feel I like was, that may be too high. Uh, I do too. Yeah. I still feel like it's too high, um, but he's. Derrick Henry, he's going to get the carries, you know. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Kamara at number one, I, I like. Uh, you know, the Saints have uh, the Panthers coming up, a uh, divisional game. I think uh, Kamara will get a lot of carries. Uh, let me give me just a second. To... All right. 
we have Jamal Williams, Javante Williams, and Melvin Gordon um, facing the uh, the Jacksville Jaguars this week. I like both of them. I think I like Javal- Javante Williams a little bit more just because of the uh, the passing upside that he has. Yeah, Gordon. I think I think week one, Gordon, that big run really helped him more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know that that'll stay like that every week. Uh, so uh, back to, you know, back to this. I think Jones, I think that entire Green Bay team will have a bounce back week. I uh, felt like nine was probably a little low for Aaron Jones because I think they're going to look to get him involved. Uh, you know, we talked last week about how bad that Detroit defense is to running backs. Right. Uh, and the rookie showed it. <laughs> you know, Mitchell, you know, lit him up. So I think nine is honestly a little low for Jones, but based on how they looked last week, I didn't have a whole lot of confidence to put them any higher. Um, you know, CMC Cook at two and three, I think is a pretty good bet. Uh, so, so speaking of confidence, how much confidence do you have in Tyson Williams with the Ravens? Uh, you know, I think. You know, when he blew he, he blew that block in the summit late in the game, and that's when they started running uh, Latavius Murray a little bit more. Uh, so that kind of scared me. I think they only finished with, like, I think Murray finished with 10 carries. Tyson Williams finished with, like, nine. Uh, Tyson Williams was a little, obviously, not a little. He was more involved in the passing game. But uh, – you know, we'll see how that works out every week. I don't think they have a whole lot of confidence in him either, considering they signed all these other running backs. Uh, but I think uh, he was on the roster. He was the most ready for that game. So I felt like he got the first opportunity. Gotcha. What about Chase Edmonds? He did pretty good last week. He saw 70 targets he saw. So he had four receptions off of his four targets. So I like I, I didn't like them bringing in James Conner because I was worried James Conner would take a lot of the carries. But I can live with twelve carries in our league, twelve to fifteen carries a week in our league. Uh, really? Yes, I can definitely. Uh, For where he was drafted? Oh, where he was drafted. So I, uh, you know, I guess we could live twelve carries, but I felt like he went, he, he went pretty, round. yeah. That's man, that's kind of high for a pr- almost pretty much even split. James Conner had sixteen carries; he had more actually. Uh, you know, he was involved in the passing game, but you get six points just from touching the ball. I guess I'll, so. I'll take it. Uh, that game, you know, I. It's going to keep him out of my top 10 most weeks, having Connor around. Uh, but I don't, especially, I don't know how much game script had to do with that, you know? They were beating the tar out of Tennessee. So I don't know how much Connor's actually going to run on a game that's close. Uh, Chase Edmonds is going to be the back if they're losing for sure. But in a close game, I want to see how they use James Connor. Because they were not using him in garbage time. They used him the whole game. 
I mean, he got 16 carries, and they were pretty evenly distributed throughout the game. He was on the field early. Uh, so it's not like they were just running him because they were losing – I mean, winning so bad. Mm-hmm. But I, I do wonder how much that had to do with it, you know. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to uh, – to tight ends? Yeah, let's do tight ends. Let's do tight ends. Yeah, so uh, tight ends, uh, number one, again, for me, is Kelsey. Even though he didn't finish one last week, it's Kelsey. Uh, against Baltimore, uh, whose pass defense just got lit up by Derek Carr. Uh, then Darren Waller at two. I have Gronk at three this week. Uh, you know, we kind of already touched on why. Red's on targets. Atlanta gives up a lot of touchdowns to the tight end. Uh, Goddard had one last week for uh, Philly. So I like Gronk again this week. Uh, I think George Kittle will have a bounce back week in week four. I think, you know, Game script kind of hurt him. They were winning pretty big, so, you know, they started running. Shanahan even said that uh, – I don't know if you saw this or not, but Shanahan even said after Mostert got hurt, he kind of let up a little bit uh, a little earlier than he should have, you know, because Lions kind of made it look like a close game there at the end. Right. Uh, and after the game, he said, you know, the injury kind of – affected him and he kind of let up a little bit kind of pulled some guys a little earlier than he wishes he would have uh Kittle was probably one of those guys in my opinion he's your you know he's your critical man on the on offense like I could see his target share going up a lot more uh going forward so I'm not worried about him finishing 17th and then uh have Logan Thomas at five uh Logan Thomas I do uh you know I don't know. I don't know what the target breakdown was with you know Fitzpatrick versus uh, Taylor Henke, but I mean Fitzpatrick only threw six passes, and you know I know Thomas only finished with three targets, and he caught all three of those for thirty yards mm-hmm. and a touchdown. Uh, but I think that's you know a low end for him. Uh, you know they only threw the ball. A total of 21 times. They really relied on the running backs after Fitz went down. Uh, and I don't think that's going to be an every week thing. Uh, you know, I think uh, he'll probably get closer to, you know, 30, 20 passes a game from Henke. So I could see Thomas's targets jumping up by, you know, two to three targets a game. I mean, I think, I think five to six targets a game is going to be his average. I think what made him so valuable last year was uh, his yards per target, which is right at six six yards per target, as well as his six touchdowns, man. If you can get four to five touchdowns as a tight end, man, you're going to finish pretty good. Yeah. And, you know, I think this week uh, he's got, you know, he's got a good good matchup. He's got a good opportunity to get into the, the end zone. The Giants, uh, you know, they gave up uh, – Pretty good bit to Fant, you know, eight targets, six catches, 62 yards for Fant, I think, uh, week one. So uh, the Giants are definitely beatable with the tight end. And just for the record, he's uh, he gets about four targets per game versus the Giants. Right. Uh, he's averaging 30 yards and uh, average less than a touchdown. So you still think he's going to exceed his average? 
I do. And, and so it's more so about uh, how he came on late last year. I really liked him. Uh, okay. And then uh, also looking at, you know, top five tight ends, you know, it's so, it's so inconsistent. Uh, such a volatile, you know, who you could put a Mark Andrews ahead of him, maybe put Higby ahead of him this mm-hmm. week. Uh, there are definitely some guys that you could probably put ahead of him at five, mm-hmm. but I, I think five is a safe bet for him. Uh, you know, I can't – I don't think – you know, Goddard I had in my top five last week. Uh, you know, the Eagles are going up against the 49ers who are a lot better against the tight end than the Falcons are, you know. Uh, so, I don't – you know, I don't like him this week. Uh, you know, Jacecki – I liked Jacecki coming into the year, but that first game scared me, and they didn't even have, you know, Will Fuller. So, <laughs> uh, I saw somewhere his snap percentage was down tremendously. Also, uh, I think last year he played like fifty-eight percent of the snaps, and he was like way under that for Week One. So I don't really know what's going on there. Um, you know, Andrews definitely has potential going against Kansas City. I think that's going to be a shootout, but. I've never really been a fan of Andrews. What about Jared Cook? Is he in your honorable mention? He's not. So uh, my honorable mentions for the week are you're, – you're about to laugh at me uh, – are <laughs> Kyle Pitts. Uh, I actually have uh, Everett on your, your – your guy Everett on the honorable mentions this week. Uh, and – I have uh, I have Ingram, but I don't think he's going to play. If Ingram was going to play, I'd, I'd for sure have him, but I don't think he's going to play. No, I think he's going to so, be out. So, uh, you know, I made the list before they officially ruled him out. Um, if you want to throw another one in there, man, Jared Cook, he saw eight targets last week, man. You know, I just don't trust, you know, the targets. Uh, no, he's going to get them, obviously, but – you know, he had eight targets to Keenan Allen's 13 and Mike Williams' 12, again, in a game where Herbert threw 47 passes because it was back and forth. I don't think that's going to be every week. Uh, Keenan Allen, for sure, is going to be every week. I don't think the 12 for Williams will sustain, and I don't think the eight for Cook will sustain. Uh, but, you know, we'll, well see. I'll- I could be wrong. All Jared Cook does is produce everywhere he goes, man. He does produce. And it, it, uh, I don't it, know why teams let him go. It's 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 mind-boggling to me, to be honest. Uh, and, I, again, I know we're looking at to play in the Cowboys and Gronk scored two touchdowns on him last week, but it's a very different circumstance. Mm-hmm. You know, the connection is a lot more fluid with uh, Gronk and Brady than it is, you know, Cook and – Herbert, but we'll see. All right, let's take a look at the wide receivers, man. So wide receivers at one, I have Tyreek Hill. At two, I have DK. Three, I have Adams. Four, Hopkins. Five, Diggs. Six, Keenan Allen. Seven, Godwin. Eight, Cup. Nine, McLaurin. Ten, Amari Cooper. Eleven, I have Evans again. I really hope he doesn't let me down again this week. Twelve, I have Lamb. Uh, Thirteen, I have 
Ridley, uh, and then 14, Antonio Brown, and 15, Justin Jefferson. Uh, and again, I know I have three receivers in my top 15 from the Bucks, but yeah. Atlanta's just that bad. <laughs> they they are against the pass. They really are. Uh, and I will say this, you know, I say that. I watched the game and, and I felt like Hurts threw a lot underneath and we just missed some tackles or didn't get there fast enough. Uh, you know, there's some wide open throws out in the flat where receivers were able to get, you know, six, seven yards uh, after the catch. So that was a little more concerning to me. But, uh, you know, we're, we're still not great. And I didn't see us getting much pressure on Hurts. Uh, so that's also concerning. If we don't get pressure on Brady, he's just going to pick us apart. You know, I think back to that first drive against the Cowboys and he looked like a surgeon out there. And uh, I could see that happening again against us. Uh, so uh, I know that seems high, but, you know, we're talking, talking about how volatile the wide receiver spots are, you know. Some guys that finished – let's see, let's go back. Some guys that finished uh, high for us last week, uh, you know, Thielen finished four, Lockett finished five. You know, I didn't even mention some of these guys uh, going into the week in top 15, but they jumped up there. So, very volatile spot. But uh, Hill at number one, you know, Peters being out is really going to hurt that defense. Uh, So, I think Hill is just going to feast, you know, who's going to cover him. I hope you're right because I'm definitely stacking him in Mahomes this week. (laughs) So – you have Terry McLaurin where again? I have him at nine. At uh, nine. Yes. Yeah, so he finished he, uh, pretty low last week. He finished 54. Uh, and uh, I had him at 12. Uh, and I went higher. I know that's crazy. Well, I yeah, went higher. Especially against James Bradbury. Yeah. So I think that is going to be a – back and forth game i don't think either team's really that great uh but i think it's going to be a back and forth game and i'd like hineke uh hineke i cannot say that man's name uh i really like his connection with mclaurin you look at last year in the playoffs and even this first week uh you know, I know it was a rough week for him, but again, they only threw the ball 21 times. I think he threw it 15 times. Fitzpatrick threw it six, uh, and McLaurin only had four targets. So you look at that, and it's kind of scary, but that's not going to be the normal. You know, it's really not. I think they relied on Gibson a lot because Fitzpatrick went down. Uh, you know, I think they'll, they'll revamp that going into Thursday night, and they might. You know, I could be wrong again. They might lean on Gibson a lot again, being a short week. Short week, uh, But uh, I do think they'll open it up a little bit more with Henke, Heinke this week. Uh, and McLaurin has been his proven target, you know, in the limited time. We have seen him uh, four for 62. I mean, if he adds a touchdown to that, he's looking at a pretty solid week. He goes maybe from 54 to, like, right inside the top 20 if he adds a touchdown. That's McLaurin last week so and i think four targets for him as well i just don't see uh see him getting away from bradbury bradbury only allowed seven catches for 58 yards against mclaurin last year and um this past week he only allowed one catch 
for 14 yards against Cortland Sutton. Yeah, and but so, uh, Sutton's coming off injury. Man, James Badbury is that deal. He's the real deal. He's he's a he is a real talk. He's the real deal, and that's real talk. Like <laughs> he's yeah, I guess so. But I, I just I think that game's going to be back and forth again. Uh, you know, I don't think either team's that great offensively. Uh, I think Washington's got a little better defense, um, and so I think it could, you know, go back and forth. And you know, I think McLaurin's going to get a lot of targets. Four was low, man. You got to get that guy some more targets. He should be getting six or seven targets a game. And if he's getting six or seven targets a game, I'm I'm happy with that because he's going to make catches. So, are there any guys that uh that really worry you as far as uh, who they're matched up with? that may uh, may end up biting you in the butt? So, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Diggs. Uh, I have him at five. Uh, you know, I'm not – I don't think anyone can guard him. They're going to scheme to get him open. He has 14 targets. But Miami's secondary is a little better than uh, they prove – you know, they show, I guess. Uh and I got a feeling, you know, that's kind of one of those games. I think uh, they could have pretty good line on them. Howard's going to be somewhere around them every play. Xavier Howard's a beast. Yeah, Byron Jones is not a very bad number two cornerback to have. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I do see Diggs. Uh, the target oh. share is the scary part. You know, I did the breakdown on that. He Last year he had like 27.6% target share for the whole season and then week one he had 28.5 and i think week one was an anomaly because beasley had 13 targets and i don't think he's always gonna get 13 (laughs) uh so you know i look at that the target share is gonna be crazy but it could be another you know 14 target game where he only pulls in you know half of those right so uh, that scares me. And when I say scares me, I still think he's going to be a top 10 receiver, uh, but he could be, you know, right outside the top 10, maybe between like 15 to 20. He finished 32 last week. So I don't think, I think he'll improve, but could still hurt me. Uh, another one I'm looking at that I think could hurt me is uh, um, Hawkins. Uh, you know, I know Minnesota just got torched, <laughs> but, uh, you know, by Chase and Higgins and Burrow, and, but that game was really bad. forgot to mention Tyler Boyd. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to mention that guy. Uh, but no, really, I mean, Chase had 101 yards, Higgins had 58, Boyd had 32 on four targets, um, you know, and I mean, Chase was making some of those DBs look silly, but I, I could see Minnesota bouncing back. That defense is, you know, that's not what they're used to. Uh, and they have a defensive-minded coach. I think he's going to coach them up. I think they're going to get them back right. And I think Minnesota is going to bring the heat at Kyle Murray and make them beat them through the air. Uh, but I don't know, you know, I could see Hopkins having one of those. I think he had a few like top 10 weeks last year where he was like eight or nine. I could see this week being one of them. Minnesota wants to prove that their defense isn't that bad. Uh, 
But I think Adams, I think, you know, he's averaged 17.7 yards per reception. I think that's going to be a safe bet to take against Detroit. Yes, um, you know Jeff Okuda? Yeah, we good. Yeah, you know, um, DK against Tennessee. I see what Hopkins did against them this past week. Uh, you know, he caught some some long plays. Tennessee gave up some long plays, and DK's got like six 20-plus yard plays. And he'll probably see uh, Janoris Jenkins, who uh, who has no problems giving up TDs. Right, he doesn't. And then they lost uh, Amani Hooker. Right. Uh, so, you know, Bayard. Fired uh, as you know, starting safety back there, so they'll probably scheme away from him. Uh, so we'll see. I, I like DK this week. Uh, another matchup that scares me. Uh, I have Cooper and Lamb both in the top fifteen, uh, and that kind of scares me. Uh, I just don't trust Cooper at all, man. I don't either. But man, I looked at the targets, and like, I think that could be pretty normal. Uh, you know, I had 16 targets on 58 of Prescott's attempts. Again, Dak's not going to be throwing the ball 58 times every game, but right. 16 targets. CeeDee Lamb had 15 targets. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just say he throws the ball 30 times a game, so we're losing like 20 targets pretty much, 20 attempts. Uh, so I see seven for Michael Gallup. I see that going down to like two or three. Gallup's going to be out. Uh, yeah, oh, didn't even think about that. Yeah, okay, so so Gallup zero, right? <laughs> uh, Cedric Wilson, uh, he had four. three targets. I think uh, three or four is probably yeah. a safe bet for him. Dalton Schultz had six. I think I see that going down to two or three. Uh, Elliot had two. I see that going up a little bit. Uh, Tony Pollard had four. I see that being about average. Uh, so, you know, those seven targets from Gallup have to go somewhere. So, you know, if we're losing 20 a game, I could see Cooper and Lamb going back and forth, you know, eight or nine targets a game every week. And I just don't have any faith in Amart Cooper just because for him to be such a route technician and have such a flawless release in big games against big corners, he shrinks. So you see Slay coming up in week three. Then in week six, you got um, Gilmore coming up. It's just not a guy that I feel like I can consistently have give me a top ten finish every week. Yeah. Well, and that's why he scares me. (laughs) Any guys uh, on your honorable mention? Uh, So I didn't do an honorable mention for wide receivers uh, just because last week – my honorable mentions were so bad. <laughs> uh, I mentioned Ayuk. So Oof. I mentioned Deontay Johnson, which he didn't do terrible. Uh, no, 30, no. He, he finished 34, dark. which was probably a flex for someone somewhere who had some good, you know, good week. Uh, and I did mention Cooks, who did good for me. Uh, you know, I think he finished 20th. So not terrible. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, if I did another honorable mention, I guess I would say, you know, I'd put Cooks in there. Um, You know, I think uh, I'd put Chark in there. You know, uh, the Jags have – let's see who they have coming up this week. They have the Broncos. uh, So, you know, they can – 
I could see them throwing a lot again. And I think Chark had like 12 targets last week. 12 targets, only three catches. Uh, you know, I think if he starts turning some of those into catches, and uh, I looked at some of those throws, some Lawrence just missed him on. I think he did have one really bad drop, uh, which he's known for drops, kind of not known, but he he's he's a guy who gets some drops. You know, he's going to have some drops at the end of the year. You can just kind of live with it because he's got that big playability. Right. Uh, I like him. Uh, Will Fuller um, coming back week two. Uh, I'm interested to see what he's going to do. I'm not going to quite call honorable mention status for him, but. Uh, you know, I don't know the Bills. White's tough, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know if White's going to be on him or Waddle. You know, who do you think he's going to be on? I think he's going to be on Fuller. You think he's going to be on Fuller? Yeah, I, I believe Fuller's going to be lining up on the outside the most. And uh, Waddle will be the slot. Parker will be either the Z. I think Parker will be the Z. They'll have uh, Fuller out to the as an X. And then your uh, your slot is going to be Jalen Waddle, because mm-hmm. I I just don't Jalen Waddle was a better route runner than Will Fuller. Will Fuller is your go post. He runs what everyone says DK used to run. Yeah, <laughs> when he first came out, and uh, and I, I yeah, Will Fuller is going to be uh, it's going to be tough. Do you think uh, Mark West Calloway? gets honorable this week no you know i think that game script uh was i think winston what had 154 yards mm-hmm. and five touchdowns yes that right you know i don't i don't think that's going to be every week they're definitely going to protect him by running the ball a lot he's you know uh 154 yards is probably pretty solid but uh i don't know i still don't trust any of those receivers yet so I think it's just, yeah, I, I think it's still too early and a little inconsistent. I don't think that's how their offense is going to look every week. I'd like to see a couple more games on both of those guys. Uh, to the rookies, though, we were both wrong on the, uh, you know, last week we uh, had to pick a rookie receiver. Uh, I went with uh, Smith and oh, you went with Waddle. Uh, They all, I will say, they both had solid weeks, Um, you know. But Chase, man, can't believe I I went against that guy. Didn't see that coming at all. He's a stud. Yeah, and um, the issues that he's having in practice, he didn't have any of those once the lights came on. Uh, There was one route that he ran. um, I don't remember who it was on, but he was at the bottom of the screen. And it was a uh, like a slant route. He turned the corner around. And by the time he snapped his head around, the ball was already halfway there. And uh, it speaks to the timing that him and Burrow have when he's lined up at Z at the bottom. And yeah. uh, the Patrick Patterson or Peterson um, route was pretty nasty. Where the he, one uh, I sent you? Yeah. Oh, man. Yes, that was nasty. And, he's, and like he's, he's filthy. You, you look at that, okay? And we're talking, we're talking Peterson, okay? This isn't – I don't care how old he is. He knows – you know, you look at – he chased it and blow by him. He didn't no. use his athleticism to blow by him, which when you talk about a cornerback like Peterson, you think, oh, well, you know, whatever. Chase caught a nice pass on him. 
he's getting old, he's washed up, whatever. But it wasn't an athletic like play. It was really all about hip movement and head movement. And like, that's kind of like technician type skills, the stuff, the stuff you expect Patrick Peterson to still have, you know? So for Jamar chase to go stutter step in and then stutter step back out and flip the hips on Peterson and then hurry up and burn back in. That's impressive, man. That That is impressive. That was a pretty nice route. And then you're talking about the connection with him and Burrow, uh, you know, I'm I'm going back to the play at the top of it where he's at the top of the screen um, in the stack. You got three out wide. He's in the middle of the bunch. I think you had Higgins on the outside, Chase in the middle, Boyd uh, in line. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I think Boyd ran across the. You know, I think Boyd ran a route, a little you know hitch or whatever. Uh, Higgins took the corner deep on a go route. And Chase did a little out route to the sidelines. And, I mean, he had Rhodes on him. Xavier Rhodes is matched up on him. And you just talk about the the quick hips, the move to the outside, and Burrow throwing the ball before he's even made the move. You know, that was another good one I saw that I liked. And it made me, man, I have him in that sleeper league. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) But I'm looking in this – you know, redraft league with all of our friends from Academy. And I'm like, why did I not draft him? You yeah. know, what was I thinking? Well, yeah, I know the right. I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. Higgins cleared the, uh, it was a zone that he ran against. And uh, it, yeah. looked, it may have been a cover too, because Pat Peterson never, uh, never dropped back. Nope. He just kind of sat in the hole, ran an hour out and um, got both feet. It was, it was his first catch. Yeah. And um, I was like, okay. And then, um, gosh, the the touchdown where he uh, he pretty much just stacked the stacked the DB. Yeah, awesome. So uh, talking about him, does it? You know, you're still talking about Boyd. You still sticking with your numbers for Boyd? I I am. I still believe Boyd is going to see a hundred targets, give me seventy to seventy six catches, eight hundred and seventy to nine hundred yards. And I just I don't see it. Man, it is coming. It's coming this week. I think he uh, – who is he matched up with? Last name's Christian. They have – He's he's pretty Chicago, bad. Chicago. Yeah. Christian Fulton. Right? No, Isn't it no, Fulton? No, it's not going to be him. Oh, I can't think of it. And I'm telling you, I don't care. I just – I don't I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I think that target share was a very – a very realistic target share for them. Uh you look at, I think Burrow threw uh, twenty. Was it twenty-seven passes? Mm-hmm. Was that is that right? Uh, let's see. Let me pull that back up. So I want to make sure I'm giving accurate numbers here. Uh, so yeah, Burrow threw twenty-seven passes. Chase had seven targets. Higgins had five. Boyd and Mixon both had four. That's the target breakdown from week one for those four guys. You're not not getting an overreaction from me. Like, I I believe the volume was going to come. I don't, man. I think the the targets are a little low for Higgins. Uh, I don't think he's going to continue to get five. I think he's more in the seven to eight. I think Jamar Chase is there in the seven to eight. 
And I think Boyd stays right there at four. You know, I think on a given day, Burrow's going to throw maybe 10 more passes. Maybe he's got 37 attempts. Uh, and so you're adding 10 more targets. I could see three of those going to Higgins, two going to Chase, uh, maybe one or two going to Boyd. Man, I just I don't see it. I think it's going to be tough. I, the reason I believe in Boyd this week is because he's going against Marquis Christian, who gave up five catches for 85 yards and two touchdowns out of the slot last week. So the matchup is there for him. Yeah, but he, he's not going to – he's not in the slot every time. I mean, we just talked about the formation earlier. They had, you know – No, it was, moving it, those was, guys. it was uh, It was Higgins, Chase – Boyd, Boyd lined up ninety two percent of the time in the slot. Right. He, he, he is slot. he is the slot guy. We'll see. Oh, I don't like it, man. <laughs> and I loved Boyd last year, loved him. But uh, Higgins came on strong at the end of the year. Boyd kind of started falling off, and that was with AJ Green still getting one hundred and twenty five targets. Uh, I think. Chase absorbs those 125 targets from Green and then adds some because he's better at this point in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I see Boyd losing some. You know, I really do. That's going to be tough to see that, uh, especially since I invested so much draft capital in him. We'll see how uh, how things go when we head into week two. Yeah. So. What so hold on before before we leave this? Yeah. What? How many targets did you think? I thought he would see seven or eight. No, 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 no. For the year, boy, a hundred. And seven. Uh, and come on, man. Okay, his best year was twenty nineteen. He had a hundred and forty eight. And then he had 108 and 18, and he had 110 last year in 2020. Yeah. So, you, and you don't think he loses that? T- I don't know, man. No, all he needs to see is six targets a game. 140, the 148 year, Green was hurt, right? 2019. Yep. 110, Green was still a little hurt at the beginning of the year. And Higgins came on later, and I don't know. I think that's pushing it. How many receptions? How many catches? 70. That's all I need. I need 70 and 870 yards. And he'll get TD. He'll he'll fall into the end zone at least four times. Hmm. And that's a solid flex for me. And as always, man, I got to thank Kagan for coming on. I really do appreciate him putting together rankings and just coming to talk about fantasy football with me. He's the most consistent contributor I have on the podcast, and I really do appreciate it, man. And uh, guys, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you all for listening. Peace.